0: As we've heard the gospel today, you may be wondering, like I have as a son of the church growing up, this is a disastrous day in Jesus' life. Yet the church calls this Good Friday. Why? Because through Jesus' death, our sins were paid for, and so that you and I could be brought back to God. Jesus said, it is finished. And then he bowed his head and he handed over his spirit. Today is a great day because we are especially aware of the cross, of our sins, of our great unworthiness. I believe we all came here maybe a little bit more sober than usual as we come to worship. Maybe reflective But I want to call our attention to the fact that Good Friday is not meant to be a funeral service for Jesus. Today we come to remember, but I want to call us to celebrate. That Jesus handed over his spirit to you and to me so that we as sons and daughters of the Most High God can be part of the eternal light of the resurrection. I'd like to share with you a word this afternoon simply titled, It Is Finished. Before we continue, let's pray together. Father God, we bless your name today. Lord, we love you, we exalt you, we worship you in this place, and we lift you up. God, we ask in the next few moments, would you speak to us clearly? Would you release your presence and the power and the teaching ministry of your Holy Spirit? Confront us, challenge us, change us, and draw us closer to you. To that end, I'm available to you, Lord, to use me according to your will. Would you stand in my body, think with my mind, and speak with my tongue? And then, Lord, you receive all the glory, honor, and praise, for you alone are worthy. And we ask all this in the strong name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Martin Luther once wrote that we all carry the nails of the cross in our pockets. The same attitudes of prejudice, of fear, of ambivalence and arrogance that put Jesus on the cross. Let's not kid ourselves. We might seem kind of like a modern bunch. (laughs) We're a bit smarter than maybe the folks were on the first Good Friday. But those same attitudes are still with us today. We might carry around those nails in our souls as if we carry around the nails of the cross. However, I'd be lying to you if I said I keep those nails in my pockets. (laughs) When someone gets in my way, I take out those nails and I'll crucify them. If someone might be a little bit more popular or successful at work, I don't keep those nails in my pockets. I'll take them out and use them to crucify someone. If someone says something or does something I don't particularly like, I will take out those nails and crucify them. When someone crucifies us, we wait for our chance to take out our nails and crucify them right back. But the good news is that this aspect of our existence, our fleshly nature... Our sinful nature is precisely what Jesus died on the cross for. He paid the price for the nails that you and I hold in our hands. Remember that Jesus said, it is finished. If you go to the original Greek, the word there, tetelestai, means it is finished, it stands finished, and it will always be finished finished. The Old Testament prophecies of Messiah were fulfilled. They were absolutely finished in Jesus Christ. That once and for all sacrifice for sin had now been completed. Jesus has met the righteous demands of a holy law. He paid our debt in full. You see, before Jesus died on the cross, There were very intricate laws about sacrifices that need to be made in the temple. And all of those Old Testament sacrifices could not take away sins. They only covered the sin. And now here comes Jesus, the Lamb of God, who sheds his blood and he takes away the sins of the world. There is your good news on Good Friday. You and I have been freed from the eternal consequences of our sins. Why? Because Jesus said, It is finished. So that you and I can learn to become more and more like the people that God has called us to be. Yes, we do carry those nails in our pockets. But we don't have to take them out. Why? Because it is finished. Let us instead use our hands to bring hope and healing to our broken and nail-driven world. It is finished. The work has already been done on the cross. As I was preparing for this word... I'm reminded that God speaks three great it is statements in his word. At creation, God said it was good in Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. When the Bible says then God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good. And then on Good Friday he said it is finished. God said it is finished. In John chapter 19, verse 30, so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. And God will say at the end of the age, it is done. In Revelation 21, verse 6, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. We're reminded of this, because it's a part of our worship vocabulary as Anglican Christians. We remind ourselves as a community of faith each and every Sunday when we say Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. Remember, it is finished. Let us accept the truth that God allows you and me to become worthy only through that cross. Not of ourselves, not of our good works, not of our accomplishments, not because of our resume, but is only through the cross. It is not based on our performance. And as a type A person who thinks that what I do will add to the cross, this is why, at least I know, I need Good Friday. Maybe you do too. It's not on our performance. Jesus did not die to make bad people good. He died so that dead people could be made alive in him. The cross is not about behavior modification. It is about heart transformation. You and I have been made worthy sons and daughters because of our great and gracious God. The only way that we can enter into that relationship with almighty God is through humility and through thankfulness. Being able to humbly confess our sins and say to God, I can't do this life alone any longer. I can't do this apart from you. And that we remain in this posture of thankfulness for the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice of our God. Who came to this earth to die for you and for me. I want to wrap up this message and say this. Perhaps you find yourself here and you can sense that God is drawing you to himself. You might find yourself away from God and you sense that call to commit your life fully to him. I want to invite you to confess that before almighty God. As you say that, as you admit that to the most high, he will come into your heart and he will grant you the forgiveness that you seek. We have to invite Jesus into our hearts and into our lives in order to destroy our sin. And what we do in the spirit is that Jesus establishes his rule and his reign in us. If you would like to make a commitment to Christ, this is your opportunity. Now. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, that now is the day of salvation. Today can be a day to enter into new life with Jesus Christ. And simply put, it's a simple prayer. I'll lead us all corporately into this in a few moments. Where we just just simply say before the Lord, I'm sorry, Lord, for my sins. Please, Lord, would you come into my heart and live in me. And thank you, Lord, for declaring it is finished. Because I now have new life in you. Maybe I'm speaking to you and you are already a Christ follower. Thanks be to God. But today you find yourself maybe a little away from the Lord. You're a Christian, but you find yourself struggling with the darkness of your sin. Don't despair. There's hope for you. If there's hope for me, there's hope for you. In a few moments, we will have some time in silence to confess our sins to God. I want to invite us all to really use that time of prayer and be honest before the Lord about our struggles. Maybe our thought life maybe some activities that we're engaged in, some relationships that are destructive, whatever that happens to be for you, take that time in silence before the Lord and confess that before him. God promises us in his word in 1 John 1, verse 9, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God cannot wait to take that heavy burden away from you so that you can leave this place full of the light and hope that comes not just at Easter, but every day of the year. My friends, whether we bask in the light of Christ or whether we are struggling in the darkness, I want to remind us all that Jesus is here for each one of us to forgive us of our sin, to welcome us into his infinitely loving heart, to embrace us in whatever condition we are in today and to say to you and me, it is finished. Stop carrying that heavy burden. Stop living that life that is cutting you off from a, a, a life that is full of abundance and joy and peace. It comes from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying, it is finished. Stop living that way. He is calling us. This cross stands as a stark reminder to tell you and me today that Jesus died and saying, I love you. Trust in me. I can make all things new. Let's pray. Oh God, we come before you with joy and gratitude for what you accomplished on the cross for our sins. Lord, for those of us who are in need of new life, I pray, Lord, that you would hear us as we pray. Lord, we are sorry for our sins. Please, Lord, would you come into our hearts. And thank you for saving us. I pray, Lord, that as we walk through these next few hours together as a church, you would use this time to allow us to rise up into new life with you this Easter. I pray, Lord, not one of us would leave the same way that we entered, but that we would be changed forever in your presence so that we can live for you and honor you in all that we do and say, and we ask all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.